Thanks for checking out this message from Spring Mountain. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, swimmountcf.co.uk. Or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, then please email prayer at springmountcf.co.uk. I was thinking of standing here for 10 minutes because we're talking about patience this morning, but I thought, no, let's not do that. Um, it would use up a bit more time, but hey. Um, we're starting a new series, which is going to be a little bit fragmented because we will continue it in the new year. Because obviously there's a, thing, there's a thing called Christmas in between where we have to perhaps talk about Christmas things. Um, but this morning, uh, we're going to start on a, a series called Love Is. And it's quite good because we've done Galatians, which has talked about the most important thing is that we love one another and love God. And our love is really how we're seen. It's not about the rules. It's about love. So actually to then go on to say love is. If I said what is love, there's a group of young adults who will go, baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me no more. But that's a reference to a very old song. But love is. And we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians 13 and just a few verses in the middle. So I'm going to read them and I think it'd be great to start by reading them together. Okay? So uh, we're not a church that does lots of liturgy, but I do think sometimes we miss out on that a little bit. That's sometimes good to, to corporately read. So we're going to read 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8. The words will be on the screen, just like when you sing, you know. So uh, we're going to read it together. And every week we do this series, we're going to read the whole passage. So I want to encourage you to go away and learn these four verses. Because actually, it will constantly remind you what love is. So 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 to 8, say this. All together, you ready? Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres and just the top bit love never fails and we know that God is love so we could say God is all those things you know he never fails this morning if life is starting to crumble know this God never fails and love is all those things so as we go through this series over the coming months I want us to know those verses so that by the end of them we're not going to do a test okay I'm not going to mark you I'm not going to come around and say here's a piece of paper write out those verses let's see who's done the homework but actually I think it's not for the benefit of me or Springmount Church that we're doing this it's for the benefit of us that we allow God's word to sink deep and people often say well I really struggle to read my Bible for now let's read these four verses you know let us know them. So love is, and this morning we're going to be looking at the very first part of that, which is love is patient, love is kind. Okay. So patience, we're going to start there. When do I find myself being impatient? You know, when do you have a think about when you find yourself? I saw, I can see some people turning to their neighbor. You know, Andy Burton, it's noticed you're talking to your daughter. I don't know what it'll be about, but maybe to do with using the bathroom and waiting for her to come out, maybe. I don't know. Love is patient. 
You know, when do we struggle with patience? When do we struggle with waiting? You know, some people don't. Anyone think they're, they're quite a patient person? Anyone? Okay. My children have put their hands up. <laughs> they're having a laugh is all I can say. Okay. Love is patient. You know, maybe it's in traffic. Who, who gets quite, who's quite patient in traffic? Who, yeah, okay. So who sees a traffic jam as an opportunity just to sort of look around, smile at the people in the car next to you, you know, give them a wave, a thumbs up maybe, and uh, blow them a kiss. I don't know if you feel that way. You know, that's fine. Maybe it's our children. Anyone struggle with patience where children are concerned? If you're a parent, okay. Yeah, okay. What about children? Struggle with patience with your parents, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. My children have got both hands up now. Hey, must be, must be my wife. Um, anyone struggle patience with their spouse, maybe? Or their wider family? Barbecue. Bar- bar- oh, it's, we're going to be causing that. Remember, this series is about love, okay? Okay, I might be causing all sorts of trauma this morning in families. When you go home over the dinner table and go, how dare you put your hand up? I'm very, I'm very good. You don't know you're born. I don't know. You know, who's patient at work? Or at home when they're doing things. Patience at home, you know? Yeah. Some of you, Jake, Jake's saying he's very patient. <laughs> Only twice. I thought it was every time, but never mind. Okay. Patience. But what is patient? What is the word talking about when it says in this passage, love is patience? Is it just about saying, well, as a Christian, if I'm filled with Jesus, I should be as calm as anything in the traffic queue? Is that what it's saying? No, you're right. Well done, who answered that? Very good. It's not saying that. We'll go on to it. When I was, uh, the first first job I had as a student was in McDonald's. I mentioned it a few, not so long ago. And I worked on the counter in McDonald's in Liverpool City Centre and in the middle of a very busy McDonald's shop and I was thrown straight onto working behind the till. I was given a very quick lesson. You press this button for this burger, this button for another, and I was set to work. And the first person who arrived at my till came and said, could they have 40 barbecue sauces? I, now, they're five pence each, I think, or they were, or maybe even two pence back in the day. Who knows? But I had no idea that you could press barbecue sauce and then type a number in, because the numbers and everything else were separate. So I stood there while this young man looked at me going, one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 41. And then I thought, oh no, so I cancelled it and went back to the beginning again. So he was very, very patient with me. And uh, I patiently pressed it 40 times. And in the end, he wasn't very happy. I think he actually probably asked to speak to a manager who came across and said, oh, he's all right, he's new. (laughs) He can't help it. Um, He might be starting his chemistry degree. But... um, but he was, he was fed up with me. He was cross. He was very impatient because it's fast food. He wanted it now. He wanted it then. I don't quite know what he wanted 40 barbecue sauces for and nothing else. But that was what he wanted. Is that what it's about? Is it being prepared to wait? Is patience about being prepared to wait? We have uh, quite a few Nigerians in this morning. Give us a shout if you're Nigerian of origin. Okay, yeah, okay, good. Very quiet for Nigerians, that was it, very, very sedate. Um, we uh, went to a Ugandan wedding. We went to a Ugandan wedding uh, in, in a part of Africa, but I'm sure there's fairly similar stories can be told from Nigerian weddings. We were asked to go to this wedding. I said, what time would you like us to be there? And they said, 12 o'clock. 
okay? Some Nigerians are now laughing, okay? And my naivety, 12 o'clock, we were told, be there at 12 o'clock. And at the time, we had a 12-year-old, I think, and a 9 or 10-year-old. We went at 12 o'clock. The groom turned up at 2 o'clock. That was the groom. So that wasn't even the main wedding party. That was the groom. We had to entertain two young children with not an awful lot to do for two hours. And we were sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness, what's going on? And actually, sometimes it's being patient. I know there are other couples in, in our church who aren't from any African heritage where they might go, do you know what, this is Africa. The time really isn't that important. Um, and actually, they've turned up late. Put your hand up as a bride if you arrived late for your wedding. Okay. Oh, Brian's holding Rebecca's hand up. Yeah, Sue. And uh, yeah, yeah, Isaac's not here this morning, but I, I don't think, is he? No, he's always oh, there at the back. No, is he? Is he around? Oh, no, Alison turned up late as well. But turning up late for our wedding, you know, what's that about? Is it just saying I'm going to teach you to be patient now because you'll need it for the rest of your married life? I don't know. But patience, is that what it was about? Love is patient. These verses are used at a lot of weddings. If you've been to a wedding where they've spoken these verses, put your hand up. Okay? If you've been to a wedding, most of us probably have heard them. Because they are often used at weddings, because a wedding is a celebration of love. But I want to put a first fact out there this morning. When you're getting married, you're supposed to love the person you're marrying, okay? That's what it's all about. The Bible isn't saying, husbands and wives, this is what it's about, treat each other. Yet we use these verses. There's a news flash coming, okay? These verses are for the church. They are not for a husband and a wife, although it's expected that that's just a normal thing for a husband and wife to want to do, to love one another. But as a church, these verses are for us. They are for every church that ever will be or ever was. You know, there's some weddings where I think there's a verse about a nagging wife is better than a dripping tap or the other way around. Don't, don't know if they've had that one at a wedding before. Um, but maybe... You maybe had the verses about not going to bed on an argument, you know, stay up and fight. That was uh, what my brother said in his best man's speech. But anyway, but if you were getting married, it's expected that you'll love. It's expected that these things will be more natural. Obviously, some of you have been married a long time, and some of that natural, you do have to start practicing a bit more. You know, this morning, I have spilt coffee down my top, you know. And I've had to take my jumper off. And fortunately, it blends in with the pattern a bit on my shirt. So you're okay. So there you go. Uh, I went to get a jumper out of my car. And Ros has put last week's Walney Shepherd's Pie on top of my jumper. And there's a load of gravy down the sleeve. Last night, I opened a bottle of, of, of fizzy grape Fanta, thinking it was okay. And it shot all over my white T-shirt. So Ros has to be very patient with me. Because actually, I'm a mess sometimes. And she has to just put, it's like, Johnny, oh, I'll sort it in the morning. Because I'm just rubbish. I'm no, I'm no good at doing those sorts of things. But these verses aren't here to beat up your husband because they're grumpy when your wife's taking ages to get ready. These verses aren't, dear, love is patient. That's not what it's about. Wives, you know, these verses aren't about berating wives because the football game's gone into extra time so you can't watch Bake Off. You know, that's not what these verses are about. The word for patience that's used here, it says, be patient. And the word is a, there's two words for patience, sorry. One of them is 
Hupo, hupomone, I think it is. I'm part, if there's any Greeks in here, I'm very sorry. Hupomone is to do with patience for circumstances or situations. That's a word that's used. That word is not used here in this passage. This patience, love is patient, is not about a circumstance. It's not about a situation. It's not about the traffic jam. It's not about the kids being in the shower when you need to get in the bathroom. It's not about your tea not being ready when you want it to be. That is not what this patience is about. The word that's used for this patience is macrothumia, which is specifically about patience with people. Love one another. And love is patience. This word is here to naturally love, but also to love the people we find difficult to love. And sometimes it's really worth looking at ourselves and say, am I one of those people? I sound like Dennis Norden. That's a really old relevance. Am I one of those people? Am I one of those people that's difficult to love? You know, let's not just look at other people and go, oh, they're difficult to love. They're hard work. Start by looking at ourselves and saying, how easy am I to love? How easy is it for people to care for me? Because love is patient, but let's not make it harder for people <laughs> to be patient. Love is patient. Macrothumia is a natural love. Or not, not a natural love, but it's a love about patience with people. The easiest way to describe what it means is to link it to another English word. Okay? You've heard the word short-tempered. Yeah? Anyone here, you know what short-tempered means? Yeah? Anyone here wanting to admit that they're short-tempered? Oh, oh, well done for being honest. Very good. I can't believe that, Nigel. You, you've got to be patient because it's your birthday tomorrow, not today. But uh, I can't believe you, know, you seem very calm and collected. Short-tempered means quick to fly off the handle. Very quick to react, to lash out, to, to not really put up with a situation or a person. Yeah, would you agree? That is what short-tempered means. Quick to be irritated, quick to be angry, quick to be snappy, to jump in angrily and react when a person is how they are. Well, this word for patience could be translated as long-tempered. Okay? Not short-tempered, but long-tempered. In other words, you're not quick to snap. You don't easily get irritated. You don't... Um, give up on people. You keep lovingly walking beside people even if they are difficult. You keep lovingly stand beside even the most difficult of people. Why? Because love is patient. Yeah? That's what it's saying. Church, walk beside one another. Be long-tempered. Be gracious. Be patient. Be willing to take what people throw at you. It's a tough one, isn't it? Tough one. Psalm 145, verse 8 and 9. Just read verse 8 for now. It says this. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. That is what this verse is talking about. God, gracious, compassionate, rich in love. Positive words. Three positives. Here's the negative. Well, it's not a negative. He's slow to anger. But that means that he may eventually get angry. Which is fine because God is right. God is righteous. It's not a lash out anger. It's not a jump into situations anger. It's a patience and says, come on, Johnny. I love you. 
I'm walking with you. I'm living inside you, Johnny. I am willing to keep going with you, Johnny, but come on. Haven't you seen enough now to know that my way is best? That is what God is saying. Love is patient. Love is patient. Slow to anger and rich in love. The word is like the opposite of revenge. You know, how many of us, when we're in a situation, are quick to go, right, I can't wait to get them back. Or maybe you have a long sort of plan about how you're going to get them back. Okay? Revenge. Revenge isn't good. We've got all sorts of situations, soap operas, television programs. It's all about having to get back at people. Get back at people who've hurt you because that's what you should do. They need their just, they need their just desserts. They need to be put right. This word for patience is the opposite of that. It's saying, give me what you've got. I've got the strength of Jesus. And actually, I've got people surrounding me who will support me. That is what church is about. Not being a doormat and having nobody to go to, but sometimes to keep giving even though it's hard. Sometimes to keep walking alongside even though the people are difficult. That's what love is patient means. That's what it means. That's what it's about. Not just patience in time, but patience with people. Bearing with, long-suffering. You know, if anger is an issue in your life, then I would say these passages are saying we need more of his spirit in us. If we are short-tempered more often than not, give it to God and ask him to come and dwell richly and bring his patience. You know, the fruit of the spirit is what? Right, so we're going to start today. Every time I put a finger up, we need to be coordinated, synchronized, okay? It's no good having an echo chamber of love, 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 okay? So are you ready? Love it. So the fruit of the spirit is? Oh, there's a surprise. What comes to, oh, Francis, you know, when I stopped holding my fingers up, that was the clue. It's all right, but we'll be patient with you. We'll be patient with you, Francis. It's fine. It's okay. No problem, okay? I'll continue to walk with you. You know, that's fine. Sorry. Francis loves me, really. She's patient with me, so it's fine. Was that you, Cough? <laughs> we could fall out. Anyway, love is patient. Look at the fruit of the Spirit. Is it a coincidence to think that patience and kindness come together there? Yeah? They come hand in hand because patience is taken from people who give out. Kindness is giving out to people, no matter what you get back. So they're sort of opposites, if you like. Patience is dealing with the person's issue, walking beside them, taking on some of their load. And kindness is blessing and giving back. I mentioned the forgiveness prayer we use in our Fresh Start course, and it talks about forgiveness and forgiveness, but then it says, Lord, and bless that person. That's what kindness is. Love is patient, and love is kind. Kindness. Together again. Do you know, both these words are active words. They are not just things that happen. They are not just places that you are. They are not nouns. They are not adjectives. They are actions. They are verbs. Love is patient. That's a doing word. It's something you do. You are patient. You bear with. You are long-tempered. You are long-suffering. Not nice words, those are. We don't like to think of suffering. Well, patience is saying, I'm long-suffering. I'm willing to put up with what that person brings because God loves them, so so do I. Kindness 
is giving out. Love is kind. Psalm 145 verses 8 to 9 again say this. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. And we've sung some of that today. Or we're certainly singing it later. The Lord is good to all. Is that you? Yeah? Is that me? Yeah? Is that everyone outside these walls? Yeah. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. A man called John MacArthur wrote this about kindness and patience. He says, Just as patience will take anything from others, kindness will give anything to others, even to its enemies. Yeah? The word here that's used in Greek literature was about rulers who were gracious to their people and acted kindly towards them. It was used of kind people who adopted babies who were left exposed in the weather so that they might die. That's an intentional act. This word kindness was used of people who would take in somebody who was close to death. That is kindness. To give and to give without expecting in return. Kindness. Love is patient, love is kind. Those people took them in, fed them, clothed them and raised them. They were kind to them. Kindness is an active quality which does good on behalf of others, even those you may not know and even one's enemies. Kindness. How many of you have heard of random acts of kindness? Yeah? Has anyone here ever done a random act of kindness for a total stranger? No? Yeah? Okay. You shouldn't put your hands up, really, because you, 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 your reward is, is now seen by man. So you should have kept that to yourself, people, you know? <laughs> I shall not boast in anything other than the death of Jesus. Anyway, kindness, random acts of kindness. I've heard of a, a story at Soul Survivor, I think, where Mike Pulavachi took a minibus full of young people through the toll bridge, I think it was, or the toll gate on the Birmingham uh, bypass motorway. Whatever, the M6, you know what I mean. That's right, well done, Jake. The M6 toll, just making sure you were listening. It's fine. The M6 toll. And as they went through, Mike Pilavachi thought it'd be fun to pay for the car behind him. And he, he was really, felt really good about himself because he, he was being kind. He was blessing the people behind him. But the thing that frustrated him the most was he never really got to know the reaction of the people. He was really, he said it was just, it, it burnt him up a little bit inside because he said, I didn't get to see whether they were like, oh, wow, that's so good. That's, I'm so blessed. And whether they suddenly turned to Jesus. He, he didn't get to see that because actually it's not about being seen. Our kindness is about keep on giving no matter what we get in return. You know, I've heard of people paying for, coffees at, at um, coffee shops for the person behind them. I've heard of people doing it and then almost being verbally assaulted, saying, how dare you pay for my coffee? And things. I'm thinking, if anyone wants to pay for my coffee, go for it. <laughs> go for it. How about we are known for kindness? Not just random ones, but actually continual kindness. There's a man, a comedian and writer called Danny Wallace, who wrote a book called Join Me. And uh, it's a very funny book. He's the man who wrote Yes Man, which the film is based on. And he's, it's a very funny book. And he decided to do a little experiment because he, I think he'd had a relative who'd been involved in a cult. And so he just put an advert in the paper in London that said, join me, <laughs> and an email address. That was it. 
no explanation, nothing. And he said he was staggered. He got hundreds and hundreds of emails from people saying, yes, I'll join you. They didn't know what they were joining. And then he thought, oh my goodness me, I've got at least 100 people now saying they want to join me, and actually there's no reason for them to join me. So he started doing random acts of kindness on a Friday. And he said to them, that's what we're going to do. On a Friday, random act of kindness day. And then he started getting people emailing him saying, you'll never guess I did this. It was amazing. And he was being encouraged by people doing random acts of kindness. And he was thinking, wow, this is an amazingly good thing I've started with no purpose in the first place. We have a purpose. We have somebody who asks us to be kind. Why? Because love is kind. Let's not limit our kindness to a Friday. Let's not limit our kindness to a Sunday. Let us be people who are known for our kindness because God is kind and love is kind. The word here for kindness, I'm doing a lot of Greek this morning. Are you impressed? I've obviously uh, swallowed the dictionary. The word for kindness here is actually krestos. And the Greek for, for Jesus, if you like, Jesus Christ, was Christos. And it is actually interesting to know that the early church, some of them started to be known as their Christos and their Christos. <laughs> and actually started to know Jesus as Christos because he was kind. He was loving. He was patient because he was kind. Ephesians 2, as we come to an end, verses 6 to 7, say this. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, how expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Why should we be kind? Because God has been kind to you already. He sent his kindness. He sent Jesus to die to go through it all, to be willing to give it all up. Kind because he's already set the example. Kind because he's already shown us. You know, often we think, well, I've been kind to that person. They've let me down. That's it. That's the, I'm, I've had it with that person. Jesus' response when he was being beaten, nailed to a cross, his beard pulled out of his face. What was it? Father, forgive them but they don't know what they're doing. Our response has to be that of Jesus. Christ in us is the one, because it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of Johnny Harrison. You know, if it was about the fruit of Johnny Harrison, there'll be a lot of impatience. There might be some anger. There might be some bitterness. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. And love is kind. And love is patient. And kindness and patience are fruit of the Spirit as well. So actually, we're not in our own in this. It's easy, isn't it, to go the extra mile for my friend? Yeah? You know there's people who you will go the extra mile for, yeah? Yeah? It's easy sometimes to go the extra mile for our family, yeah? Yeah? But how easy is it to go for the extra mile? Thanks, Steve. How easy is it to go the extra mile for the people who are difficult? For the people who don't like us? For the people who we actually struggle to like? Well, love is patient, and love is kind. Not just within these church walls, but on the streets. Love is kind. Galatians 6, verse 10, which we've just finished studying, says this, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. 
especially to those who belong to the family of believers. If we can't be kind in here, we're never going to be kind out there. Love is patient. Love is kind. Zechariah 7 verse 9 says, This is what the Lord Almighty said. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. That was a response to two men who were saying, Is my worship good enough? Are my sacrifices good enough? Is what I'm giving you, God, good enough? And God's response, Show justice, mercy, and compassion to one another. Not interested in your burnt offerings. Not interested in that. What I am interested in is you being kind you being patient how did Jesus manage because he was God filled and he was God he had the strength to say what he did to deal with what he did because he was filled what's our excuse let's get rid of some of the boulders of bitterness that are in our hearts let's get rid of some of the the lies that we, we hold let's get rid of some of the the cheating that we do. Let's get rid of some of the things that block our, block our arteries. <laughs> and let's say, God, flow through my veins. Flow through my heart. So that I can be patient. And I can be kind. God has already shown. Love is kind. Are we? Love is patient. Are we? God is love. God has already shown how and why. Why are we going to be patient and kind? So that his light will be seen before all people. And they may come to know that we are set apart, that we are different. Why? Because in a world that's scratching each other's eyes out, we are loving, patient, and kind. Let's pray. Father God, it'd be so easy to walk from this place this morning and just trot out the words. Love is patient, love is kind. But we want more. Father God, in this place, we want you to fall afresh on us. Father, help us to Get rid of the things that dam up our hearts so that your love will flow like a mighty river flowing out through us into our neighbours, our families, our friends. And Father God, we cannot do it alone. But we ask that you are patient with us. In fact, you already have been and will be. Lord, we thank you for your patience and kindness to us. Help us to pay it forwards. Help us to be a people that is marked out as kind, a people who are patient, and a people that are known as love. In Jesus' name.